Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Jesus. Hallelujah. God is doing a great work. Hallelujah. Those of those of us who are who are working in some facet of ministry, when it seems like people don't appreciate us, or it seems like people are fighting against us. And they may be. But we have to remember what God is doing. Not what people are doing. And consider the works of our hands. God is doing a great work. Great work. When the Lord the Lord had to encourage me with that early this morning as I was preparing this message. Our brother Simon, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lord and ministering the way you all ministered this morning. And I know sometimes you get discouraged. And I know sometimes the load of ministry is heavy. I know sometimes, you know, people just don't show up. You know, and they don't tell you they're not showing up until the morning of. If they tell you the morning of. And it's just not right. But God is doing a great work in you. You know, I, I, I know, you know, I know what it was like when you first became minister of music. And I know how people fought against you because they didn't want you to have the position. And I was thinking this morning how we become accustomed to a voice and we only like that voice and we only like that person. But sometimes our seasons are over and God is moving somebody else into a season and the saints of God have to be ready to move. Sometimes we're not ready to move. But we can't stop what God is doing in another person's life and through another person's ministry. And, and so, you know, I was, I said, Lord, I'm not going to say this unless when I stand up, you encourage me to say it. I want to encourage you. God is doing a great work in you. There is no way that you could have been led to minister the songs that you all ministered this morning that tie in with the message so effectively unless you're led by the Spirit of God. Sometimes you even doubt yourself, but you need to stop doubting yourself and just flow with God because God is leading you. God is using you to do a great work. 
And he, you're doing a great work in this ministry. You're not the only one now. But God is using, and, and I, just, I, I just feel the impression in my spirit that, that you need to be encouraged this morning because you're where God wants you to be in this season. And you're going to stay in this season regardless of who likes it or who doesn't like it until the Lord decides to move you. And when the Lord moves you, he's going to bring somebody else to do and do an effective work in this season. Because the bottom line is, saints of God, one day this voice is going to stop. Are you hearing me? And if this ministry is ordained by God, whether you hear my voice or not, then you have to continue the ministry. Because this is bigger than any of us. Are you understanding me? You can't leave ministry because the pastor retires or the pastor dies or, you know, what have you. If God puts you here, you have to stay. Because you're not going after a man. You're not going after a person. You're going after God. Are you understanding me? And that flows with any aspect of ministry. If, if the Lord tells me in 2024 that everybody should change in positions of leadership, whoever's in that position, then you got to flow with that person. Because you're not following a person, you're following God. God's work is bigger. God's work is bigger. My wife, I want to encourage my wife. She's not in here this morning, but with children's ministry, she's doing a great work. She's doing a, you may not like it, you may not agree, but where she is and what she's been through. See, some of y'all don't know what the battle has been like. Emotionally, you know, when, when your body is sick and you're battling a disease and, 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 and all of these things are going through. When I went through what I went through, it was a different struggle. It was different for me because it's just the way I deal with things. But I still went through. And I didn't talk about a lot of stuff that I went through because I just internalized things. And I just believe God, he's going to work it out. And God has worked it out. God has worked it out. Are you hearing me? God has worked it out. And when I hear that song, God is doing a great work. You know, I know God is working this thing out. Tabernacle of praise, God is working this out. Regardless of who's not here, God is working this out. He's working this out. God is, God is going to add to this ministry. Amen. God is going to add to this ministry. Just be faithful in the small things. After a while, we're going to have more people. You know, there was a time we had... We had about 40-some people in the choir. Amen? Well, I believe God for a 100-voice choir. And I believe God for a sanctuary that are that for... Go ahead, Carter. I know you want to go to church. You're ready to go. Amen. Amen. And I believe God. I believe God. I was just this morning just thinking about this thing and meditating over this and said, Lord, you know... When I see where we were and where we are now, but you know what I believe, God? I believe we got the cream of the crop now. I believe I have the cream of the crop now. All we need to do is just get out there and go to work because the harvest is ripe and we got some faithful laborers in it. You all have been faithful. May not have been faithful in everything, but none of us have been faithful in everything. Amen. Thank you. Be encouraged. 
Be encouraged. He's doing a great work. Be encouraged, saints. He's doing a great work. I want to talk to you from Hebrews chapter 4. We are reiterating some messages. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I almost went somewhere else this morning, but it still would have been a reiteration, and I may be able to bring that up as I minister this, and I'm going to try to do this in the next 30, 40 minutes. Amen. Pray for me because I'm trying to. There's a need. There's a need because 2024, there has to be some changes uh, that we're going to have to adjust to. Some of us are not going to like the adjustment, but, you know, that's why God didn't call you to be the pastor. He called me. And there are things that I see that we have to make some adjustments. And so I'm going to try to make adjustments in the length of time that I preach. Amen? So pray for me because that's a struggle. I need to put a clock back up here, Brother Simon. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 and verse 9. And I pray those of you who are watching online, try to follow through this message and take some notes. Amen. And if you didn't hear this message when it was first preached, I believe, in 2013, uh, you'll pick up on some things today that will encourage you. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. And verse 9 says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from doing his works as God did from his. I want to talk about God's finished work and faith. God's finished work and faith. Amen. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that this word will go forth under your anointing. Lord God, and through your anointing, revelation knowledge will be received so that yokes are destroyed and burdens removed. Anoint me afresh, Lord God. Anoint me afresh with your power, Lord, with your wisdom, and with your ability to communicate effectively your word this morning. Be glorified. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 God's finished work and faith. Amen. You know, as, as we deal with reiterating some of the messages that the Lord has given us in the past, this is a message that ties in with last Sunday's message, and it, and, and it, it is to help us grasp um, this thing about the finished work of God and the implications of that finished work for our lives as relates to our faith, because we are people of faith. Amen? Amen. The just shall live by Amen. Amen. The just shall live by faith. So as those of us who've been justified by God, we live by faith. Can you say, I live by faith? I do not live by sight. I don't live by my feelings. I live by faith. Say that again. I don't live by my feelings. My feelings are fickle. My feelings are unreliable. I live, I live, I live by faith. 
Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So, so what's the message for, in this for us today? As we live in this world by faith, as we live in this world by faith, what is the implications of this? What can we understand? What can we glean from the scripture that will help us in this process? This passage is talking about a rest that God has established for his people. Rest, R-E-S-T. How many of you like to rest? The rest of y'all don't like to rest. How many of you like to rest? Amen. Who didn't want to get up this morning? Amen. Amen. Sunday mornings, I get up earlier than I get up every, uh, any other Sunday morning. So my alarm was set for 6, 5.45, my eyes popped open. And I was about to get on up, you know. I thought about laying down those extra 15 minutes. I said, no, I need to get on up. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Something happened on this past mission because on this past mission, for some reason, I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep more than four hours any night that we were away. And it was rough, you know. And I'd get sleepy around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so sleepy that it would be difficult to, to keep my eyes open. But since I've been home, I've been ready to go to bed at 9 o'clock and ready to get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Every day, my wife said yesterday, oh, my poor baby, he hadn't adjusted yet. But, you know, maybe the Lord is doing something different. And I got to flow with what God is doing in this season. Amen? Amen. Amen. But I like rest. Praise the name of Jesus. All of us like rest. Amen. There are not many people who go to a job that they really want to go to that job every day. Sometimes you just want to rest. Amen. You look at your house. Your house needs some work done. And you say, well, I'll get it tomorrow. I'll dust tomorrow. Because you like to rest. Amen. You know it needs to be done. But we like rest. Amen. Well, you know, we're going to talk about rest today, but not the kind of rest that you think I'm going to talk about. Amen. The Bible teaches us Amen. That God, God has established a rest for his people. Now, he established this rest for the Hebrew people. All right, and let, let's put this in context, all right? God had promised that he would give his people uh, a land of their own. Amen. We call it the promised land. Amen. Canaan was, was set aside uh, as the promised land. You know, we grew up singing about, I'm on my way to Canaan land. Anybody ever remember that old song? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. And you know, I often, and, and this is tied to that, because when I would sing that song as a young person came to understand it, I often thought about heaven. You know, I'm on my way to the promised land. There's nothing you can do to turn me around. I think all that goes in that song. But, but, but then as I studied the scripture, I began to realize that, that this, this promised land for us is not just heaven. It's not just heaven. And we've got to get this. We've got to understand this because, you see, the devil is making us labor too much. And, I, well, I can't say the devil. Our lack of understanding is making us labor too much. Labor too much. You know, we've got to get this. God has established a, a rest for the people of God. The first people that he promised it to did not enter the rest. Do you remember when they were about to go into the promised land, Joshua sent the spies out to go and investigate the land. Now, God has said, I'm giving you the land. All right? Now, if God has given you something, what do you need to do? Take advantage of it. Receive it. Amen. You need to receive it. If God has given you something, you need to receive it. But, but they, when they went to look to spy out the land, as the scripture says it like this, um, you know, 
Ten of those men, they saw everything that was in the land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen to what God said about the land. You'll have houses that you didn't build. You'll work vineyards and you'll harvest vineyards that you didn't plant. You know, all of these things will be in this land. It will be flowing with milk and honey. It will be flowing with provision. All right? And so they go to spy out the land, and 10 of them come back with a negative report. Yes, it's a good land. It's flowing with milk and honey. Amen. But there are giants in the land, and, and, and they saw us as grasshoppers. We cannot go in and conquer the land. God didn't tell you you had to conquer the land. God says, I'm giving you the land. I'm giving you the land. Now, you'll have to drive out the inhabitants, but if I'm giving you the land, guess what? I'm also giving you the favor. I'm also giving you the power to drive out the inhabitants of the land. And because of their unbelief, they did not enter that rest. It was a rest. It was a physical rest. These people were nomadic people. They were traveling from place to place. Since their deliverance from bondage in Egypt, they were going from place to place. There's, there's so much spiritual implication in this because when we were in sin, we were in bondage. Amen. We were in bondage. Amen. But since we've come to Christ, we've been delivered. We've been delivered from that bondage. But if we're not careful, we will, we will be like these first people who did not enter the rest. And we will wander from place to place under the banner of Christianity and not enter the rest that God has prepared for us. Amen. Are you following me? Amen. So you see, you see, you see that this is the rest that the Hebrew people were promised, this land of promise, this, this Canaan land. Amen. Um, and the verse says, verse 1 says, therefore, since, since a promise remains uh, of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to fall, come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to, to us as well as to them. You say, well, the gospel didn't come to Jesus. But it was the good news that was proclaimed to them, that there is this land of promise waiting for you. So the gospel was preached to them, amen, as well as preached to us as well as to them. But listen to what it says. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all of his work. Um, anyway, let me just stop right there. So then the word says that they did not enter the rest. Why? Because they, did not, they heard the message, but they did not mix the message with faith. All right. They got the message that there was a land that was promised to them. And God says, I'm giving you the land. But when they saw the obstacles, when they saw the giants in the, they, in the land, they saw them as obstacles. Get that. I said they saw the obstacles. There weren't obstacles. There were not obstacles. They saw them as obstacles. Are you getting that? You say, but pastor, there were giants in the land. But God said, what did God say? What did God say? I am giving you the land. Amen. 
So if God has given it to you, then there are no obstacles in your way. Go in and possess the land. What seems to be an obstacle is not an obstacle. Is the Lord speaking to anybody? You get an assignment in ministry, and then the devil starts doing some shadow boxing. Because he wants you, as you watch with your natural eye, to see obstacles. But there are no obstacles. The devil prowls around as a roaring lion. The devil is a roaring lion. The devil is a roaring lion. Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, as a roaring like a roaring lion, but he is not. Are y'all on the same page with me? Well, talk back to me real loud. He is not a roaring lion. Amen. Amen. God speaks to you and God gives you, God gives you a vision to do a work for him. And then all of a sudden, all of these things seem to come up to stop you from doing what God, the sovereign God, the God who spoke and the whole world came into creation has said, and he's given you that assignment, and then all of this stuff comes up. It's just a figment of your imagination. All right. It's a shadow, but it's not real. I can't overcome you. You can't be defeated by it because God has given you. Let me go a little bit further with this. He says, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterwards have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did for his. So if, 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 if under Joshua's leadership, these people had entered the promised land, all right, uh, then afterwards that would not have been spoken of that there yet remains a, people of, a rest for the people of God, all right? But they did not, okay? So there remains now, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. As you study the Old Testament, then it should always point you to the New Testament and you should be seeing fulfillment. And as you study the Bible and as you look at your own life, then you should be seeing fulfillment. You may not be where you ought to be right now, but you keep studying the Bible and you get hope. Amen. As you read the scriptures, hey, God is not finished with me yet. I'm still on this journey. I am still accomplishing what God wants me to accomplish. So, so, so then I, I'm going to do this thing, amen, peacefully and restfully because God is with me. Mm. Yeah. All right. This passage, this passage is dealing with several things. This is, and, and, and a couple of questions are there for us to ponder. What are the implications of God finishing all of his work? All right? And what does God resting from all of his work and our faith have to do with one another? Well, this passage is dealing with 
God finishing his work on the sixth day of creation. All of his work. Amen. This is a, the primary focus of this teaching. And as it, deal, as it deals with God completing the work of creation, it also brings Christ's work on Calvary into play. All right, which provides the opportunity to enter into covenant with the Lord God and receive the benefits of God's finished work in our lives. All right. and, and even in that, if we grasp the fact that Christ finished the work of salvation in his death on the cross, and that's something that the church world today have to grasp because some of us are still working for salvation. Uh, uh, if, if, if Christ has finished the work of salvation and his death on the cross, there is still something that we're missing. We need to go back. We need to, uh, to what the Scripture is teaching us. When God rested on the sixth day from all of his work, he rested because all of his work was completed. And, of course, we know that all means totality. All means completeness. Amen? God's work was complete. He was not going back to do any more work. Amen? In the work of creation, he has completed the work. I said a few Sundays ago that people who are saying that God created me this way, that's not the truth. God created man in his own image and his own likeness, the first man in the garden. God is not recreating man every week. Amen. Just because a person gets pregnant, amen, doesn't mean that God created the fetus in the womb. That's a process of the, of the, of the seed and the egg coming together. The rest of us, since Adam and Eve, were born. Amen. That's the proper way into the earth realm. That's why Jesus had to be born of Mary. Amen. Because he had to come the proper way into the earth realm. Amen. Because God was doing a work that Satan couldn't even understand. Amen. So everybody's going around here talking about, well, God created me this way. Amen. So if God created me this way, this must be the way he wants me to be. No! You are born in sin. You are shaped in iniquity. And when you come to Jesus Christ, amen, the Spirit of Almighty God comes to live in you, to transform you, to be like him, regardless of what your past was. We've got to understand that. We've got to understand that. Amen. Amen. So God, God finishes creation. He ain't, he's not creating anything else. Amen. He's not creating anything else. Amen. It is total. He's, it is complete. Amen. Uh, and so if God has finished his work, get this. If God has finished his work, from this point forward or from that point forward, it's left up to mankind to access what God has already done. Amen. To access what God has already done. Even if they're building islands over in Saudi Arabia or those countries, where? Dubai, thank you. If they're built, guess where they're getting the resources from? What God has already created. They're getting the sand and everything from what God has already created. Amen. They're not creating sand. That's going to sustain a building? Oh, no, 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 no. Because God has created. He's already done it. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Did y'all get that? If they're creating islands, if they're, no, no, they're building islands. Excuse me for saying creating. You need to be building an island. 
Where are you going to get the resources from? From what God has already done. Maybe I'm the only one that got that revelation. If a human being can come with the concept of creating an island and come together and do all the mathematics that, did I say create it again? Building an island and all of the mathematics that will go into building something in the ocean that would sustain a building. I don't know how long it's going to be sustained. I don't know if I want to live in that building. I don't even want to visit that building. I ain't crazy about New Orleans anymore after I found out it was below sea level. I don't want to end up in New Orleans and then here come a big flood and all of a sudden the levees break and I'm, I'm stuck out there. No, 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 no. But if man can do it, what can you do? What can you do with what God has already created? What can you do? Some of us sitting back twirling our fingers and twirling our thumbs saying, I'm not, I'm not prospering. I'm not doing anything. I don't know what to do with my life. But God has put, it, put everything in this world for us to access. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's important. Now, with that said, it's important to hear and receive this with your spirit, man, not just your mind. Amen. Because the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. Amen. Because with your natural mind and with your natural sight, amen, with your natural sensibilities, you will look at a thing and you will see impossibilities. Amen. But we have to hear this with our spirit man, with a spirit woman, because the Bible says the sons of God are those who are led by his spirit. Amen. John received this revelation. Amen. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, it said it was granted to him to make war with the saints, talking about the devil, the Antichrist, and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. And all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Amen. I want to focus on the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. And then he says, if you have an ear, amen, I'll come back to what we're speaking to. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Amen. We need to start hearing what God is saying in his word from the foundation, from the creation of the earth. Can somebody say from the creation of the earth? Amen. Yes, Jesus was physically taken and slain on the cross of Calvary, but in the mind of God and in the plan of God and in the work of the, that work was finished on the sixth day of creation. Amen. Jesus was already slain, amen, on Calvary before the Calvary event ever took place. In the mind of God and the plan of God, God did not wait, amen, until uh, 3 B.C., amen, to decide to send Jesus into the world. Amen. He didn't wait. He didn't wait, amen, until man sinned, amen, to provide a sacrifice for sin. In God's mind, in God's plan, it was already done. Hallelujah. It was already done. Amen. Already done. God had already finished all of his work. Therefore, the work of salvation had already been completed, but was manifested in the fullness of time. 
Amen. Are you hearing me? I decree over your life, over somebody's life in here today, that there are some things in your life that have not happened yet, but in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, those things will manifest. They're going to manifest. How many of you have been looking at things, been thinking about things, wondering why this hadn't worked out, wondering why this, because fullness of time has not yet come. Fullness of time, it's not just coming. It's coming. Somebody says it's coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When I was meditating and dealing with some stuff about the ministry, amen, the Lord began to deal with me about the fullness of time. And all I got to do is wait on the fullness of time. I've already seen it in my life. Amen. I've already seen the things that I prayed about years ago. Amen. Things that, that concerned me years ago. I've seen God in the fullness of time bring those things into fruition. And you have also. Amen. You have also. You have also. So why, why worry? Amen. First, I like what Jesus said. Don't take any thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, and then what you're going to put on. You worry about things you have no business worrying about. Amen. 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 Yeah. So, so yes, in the fullness of time, uh, it was manifested. The work of salvation was manifested. And, uh, and it happened at God's designated time. This work provided the rest for the people of God. This rest is a faith rest. It is a faith rest. Amen? It is a faith rest, meaning that there is a place in God that has been provided for us where we don't have to work to attain it. Amen. We don't have to work to attain it. Amen. We don't have to work to keep it. Amen. In the sense of laboring to keep it. Amen. If you stay in faith, you're going to keep your salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Salvation comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It comes by faith. Amen. It comes by faith. Paul called this the wisdom of God, a hidden wisdom. Amen. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, he says, but we speak, in, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages, before time began, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. They would have aborted God's plan if they had known what God was doing. But God kept it hidden. Amen. And he goes on to say, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So this thing that God did before time, as we know it, time began. Amen. Uh, and, and this is why... We say that God is not in time as we know it. God does not deal with in chronos. Amen. He's not limited by time as we are limited. We talk about God operating in kairos, spatial time. Amen. Not chronological time. Amen. So you're looking at your chronological clock and you say, why don't I have this? Why don't I have this? Why has this not happened? But God is not operating according to your time. 
You have a time frame set that you're going to get married. What if you don't get married until you're 55? God is not operating according to your chronological clock. Amen? Amen. 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 And as, so we, we, we find out that as long as we're operating in time, we're always going to have problems. Because we're always, we're always going to be, we're always going to be judging everything by this chronological clock. Amen? Amen. But God, God wants us not operating according to chronological time. God wants us to get on board with him. Amen? We need to get out of time. And the only way to get out of time as we, with, as we are finite beings is to get into faith. Amen? That's why this faith issue is so important. It's not just something for us to talk about. It's not just for us to learn the scriptures. But we are to live by faith. Amen? Amen. As we stop being constrained by the, by the chronological time and we begin to operate in faith and we wait on God in faith, then we'll see what we, we will be able to rest in God until the fullness of time comes in our lives. There is no struggle. Amen. There is no worry. There is no battle. We just stay in faith and wait on God. This is the wisdom of God ordained for our glory. Faith in God and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the result of that faith in his death and resurrection, which took place before time began and was ordained for our glory before time began. All of that took place before time began and is therefore outside of time and not subject to time. It's all about faith and those who are in faith. And this faith is not subject to time. That's why God doesn't move according to our time. God says, have faith. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen six weeks from now. It could happen six years from now. Just stay in faith. And when you're in faith, do what I've assigned you to do while you're in faith. Amen. Don't even consider the next person. You remember, you remember when Jesus was talking to Peter and telling him at his ascension? And, and he said, Peter, if you love me, keep, keep my commandments. Uh, if you love me, feed my sheep. And then as they were talking, Peter said, well, what about him? You know, we're good at saying, what about him? What about her? Get your eyes off of him and her and put your eyes back on the Lord. Amen. That's operating in faith. That's, 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 that's keeping yourself centered in faith. Amen. That is not subject to time because what God has for the next person is for the next person. You stay where God wants you to stay and do what God has assigned you to do. Now, now when you're in ministry, you're under authority. Amen. You may not like it, amen, but a lot of people don't like it. You know, they do what they want to do, but you're actually under authority. You know, and you know, I don't wrestle with people who want to be out of order. You know, you know, they want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. You know, God will deal with them. But that's a big problem. When you're in ministry, you're under authority. So you're given an assignment to do. Do it. Do it. Just do it. You're given an assignment to do. Do it. And even if the Holy Spirit comes to you and says, you know, I look at, sometimes I look at our young people and some of our ministries, especially in Liberia, and I see what they're doing. And they, they're just doing, doing ministry. And I say, Lord, I just wish, you know, that, that I had some people just, just get up and say, Pastor, the Lord laid this on my heart, and I want to do it. Look at those young people, and they started going in the community and, and, and ministering to people and, 
Then they were raising money so they could give rice and, and, and oil to people who were poor and, 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 and uh, who needed food to eat. And they were just doing it. They didn't have any support. You know, but they were just doing it. And every month they would, they would, they would ask the people to give, and people would give. And the, the Lord impressed it on my heart, amen, to send them some money. They were so blessed. I just gave it. I didn't give it for missions. I just gave it, amen, because the Lord laid it on my heart to, when I saw their faith. And I saw people that were being blessed, you know. And the other side of it is, and this is the danger in the United States, in all over the world. When I see these young people, they didn't go out and establish their own ministry. <laughs> it's something about people that they want to have their own thing. I'll do it, but it's mine. And a lot of times people are not operating under the authority of the ministry. They're just doing stuff. That's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. They, they do stuff. And then what happens is the fellowship of believers grows. Because now the bishop is not out trying to do all of these things. But the people caught the vision, and they went out and did it. They weren't 40 years old. They weren't 50 years old. I'm talking about young people in their 20s, in their early 30s, that are out doing the work of ministry. Now you say, Pastor, why you love going to Africa so much? It's a different story. It's a different story. Sometimes I see stuff that needs to be done, and it's on my heart to do it. But if I don't say it, Yeah, yeah. But in the fullness of time, somebody was going to hear and somebody was say, Pastor, we need to do this. Pastor, the Lord laid it on my heart to do this. Now needs are getting met in the community. And we're not just coming together to worship on Sunday. But guess what? In order for needs to be met in the community, I got to give up my time. I got to give up my time. You got to give up your time. Are y'all still in the house? Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this, this thing that God has done has, has been prepared uh, from the foundation of the world before time began. This rest, I want this rest for the people of God. It's a relationship with God that only comes through faith in Him. It only comes to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who were told of this by Moses did not enter the rest because when they heard the message, they did not mix it with faith. And when they didn't mix it with faith, they ended up disobeying God. They saw the giants. They saw the obstacles. And they decided in their hearts that they decided in their hearts that they couldn't do what God told them to do. Fear rose up in them. Anxiety rose up in them. Doubt rose up in them because they did not mix the message with faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So with God, with God, with God resting from all of his work, 
He has provided a Sabbath rest for his children, okay? He's provided a Sabbath rest for his children. That Sabbath is not a day, all right? That Sabbath is not a If you've been saying, if you've been calling Sunday the Sabbath, then you're wrong. You're out of order. We're not Jewish. We're not under the law. Amen. And if you decide to go back under the law, just remember that you have to keep every jot and tittle of the law in order to be justified. So you just came back and you can't go back and regulate and make yourself worship on the Sabbath, which is Saturday, not Sunday. Amen. So this is not a day. All right. God has provided a Sabbath rest. For his children, amen. Many folk today are straining at nets and they're missing the point. Amen. By faith, by faith, this Sabbath rest is faith. It is a faith rest. God rested on the Sabbath day, on the seventh day. Amen. He did no work on the Sabbath because he had finished his work and he rested. So the Sabbath for us, the Sabbath rest for us is faith. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 30, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find what? Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now, for those of us who understand this, and for those of us who are in the word of the Lord and living by faith, what have you found? Rest. Amen. Amen. You're not worried. If the devil try to throw anxiety up in your heart, God immediately begins to flood your heart with his peace. That's rest. Amen. Amen. Like the Lord did for me early this morning when I was thinking about stuff in ministry, the Holy Spirit just began to minister to me. Get your mind off of that. Get back in faith. Amen. In the fullness of time, everything that's on your heart is going to come to pass because this ministry has been ordained by me from the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Don't you know that God knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb? Don't you know that God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb? Before you came forth from the belly, God already knew you. Think about everything that has gone on in your life. It did not catch God by surprise. Now get out of feeling and get into faith. And receive the rest of God because God has more for you. And as long as you're in your feelings, you'll not get to the place God wants you to get to. You got to get in faith. You got to get in this rest. What happens when your body doesn't get rest? You eventually can't function. There are a lot of Christians who are not functioning because they're in feeling. They're in their feelings. Is the Lord talking to anybody today but me? I know he's talking to me. I told y'all, when I prepare a message, the Lord has already ministered to me five times, six times before y'all ever hear it. Amen. Amen. I 
see people all the time and they're worried about this and they're worried about that and they're worried about the other. Think about God. Amen. Think about what God, God has proven to you over and over and over again that he supplies all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So why are you worrying? Get out of works. Worrying is works. Get in faith. Let me tell you something. This is sensitive. Even when people die in our lives that are significant. But I got to tell you this because God wants you in faith. He wants you resting. God doesn't want you more than 50 years. This is sensitive. It's a sensitive thing because people deal with death differently. But you got to get back into faith. I know you just can't shake it off, but you got to get back in the faith because it's appointed on the man wants to die. So every one of us are going to die. Every one of us are going to die. So one of my brothers said to me when my, when my sister passed, you didn't mourn with the rest of us. I did mourn. I just mourned differently. My sister was going to die. I didn't know she was going to die when she died. I'd been to the hospital to visit her. And the next day, I was supposed to preach in Virginia. I got on the plane that night, and I went to Virginia. Got to call in Virginia, and my sister died. If I had known she was going to die, I would have stayed at the hospital. But I didn't know. That was an assignment on my life. And even with that, I couldn't spend six months mourning over my sister. I couldn't spend six months mourning over my mother and my father. Because there's work to do. And so if I'm in faith, even though these things affect me, that this faith rest that God has given me gives me peace in the midst of everything that I'm going through in the physical world. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? We got to get in, in faith. Amen. Let me finish this message. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I think I already passed 45 minutes. So I didn't make it today, but I believe God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Faith is faith. Faith is believing God. Faith is appropriating the provision of God in our lives and our situation. Faith is considering and counting those things that God has said are ours in this world as ours. Considering every promise of God is certified and true. Considering every promise of God as yea and amen. Are you understanding me? That's what faith is. Faith is the substance like we preached last Sunday. Faith is that which undergirds us. Faith supports us, amen, in what we believe because our faith is based on what God has said in his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is pulling from the heavenly realm into the earth realm, the realm of our experience, all 
that God has already provided for us. God has already provided peace for me. So if trouble tries to come, I just reach up and grab peace. God has provided provision for me. So if lack comes, I just reach up in faith and grab provision. Are you understanding me? God has provided resources for me. So if lack comes, God sends somebody, amen, to provide those resources. Oh, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Ah, yes. God has already provided for us so that we are not working to attain them. So I'm not working to attain money. God has provided for it. Oh, but Pastor, you said, Pastor, you got to do something. No, yeah, but, but, but the job is my source. Yeah. In 1985, when I resigned from my job to be a full-time pastor, and the church is only paying me $125 a week. Who was I trusting? I had pastor tell me, do you know what you're doing? You're depending on those people to take care of me. I said, no, I'm not depending on those people to take care of me. I'm dependent on God. Now, did I have everything at that time physically that I wanted? No. But guess what? God kept providing. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? When we started this ministry, I praise God for the people that were part of this ministry because we didn't miss a step. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What this church did was say, Pastor, we're going to pay you, to, we're going to start you at the same level where you were when you left the other place. And God has continually provided. Do I have everything physically that I want right now? No. But my God supplies all of my need according to its riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Every time I get ready to go somewhere, there's money in the bank. Every time I get ready to get on the airplane to go on the mission field, God supplies the need. God takes me into the overflow. There was a time when I didn't experience overflow. But today, I'm experiencing overflow. When I went to Kenya... After I got into the country, somebody said, Bishop, I heard you on the mission field. I'm going to sow a seed. I'm already there, but I'm in the overflow. Can somebody shout overflow? Now, if I had gotten discouraged when I thought I was experiencing lack, I never would have got to the point of experiencing overflow. Oh, my goodness. If you got any discouragement about anything in your life, cast it off. If you got any discouragement about anything in your life right now, cast it off. If you got any discouragement about anything in your life right now, cast it off. Because God is taking you to the place of overflow. God is taking you to the place, hallelujah, where you have more than enough. Because there's no way for my God to be the God who is more than enough and does not give to me more than enough. It's by faith. By faith you are saved. By faith you're justified. By faith you're delivered. By faith you're sanctified. By faith you're healed. By faith you receive revelation to prosper. By faith you're promoted. By faith you receive revelation, amen, that will bring elevation and that will bring glorification. By faith you have victory over death, hell, and the grave. By faith you know that the devil is defeated and God is exalted. Amen. This is the faith rest that the people of God must enter into. 
You got to enter into it, saints. Faith, this faith rest is real. Amen. Stay in faith, and you won't labor over your situations and your circumstances. Your faith will make you whole. Hallelujah. Your faith will make you whole. Stay in faith and you'll not hold back, amen, from the sacrifices that you're asked to make because you know that Jehovah Jireh, amen, hallelujah, will supply all your need. Hallelujah. Amen. By faith, amen, amen, you can take every sickness and every disease in stride because you know Jehovah Rapha is the God who heals. Hallelujah. Amen. He is the one with healing in his wings. Hallelujah. And you will pull from the heavenly realm, amen, the healing that you need in faith. Hallelujah. You don't get back. You don't have to stop. You don't have to worry. Oh, God, I'm going to die. No, 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 no. I heard the Lord say to me, amen, you shall live and declare the wonderful works of the Lord. And when I heard God say it, I began to declare it over my life. I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the wonderful works of God. Somebody needs to catch a hold of this today. You shall not die. You shall not die. You shall not die. You shall live and declare the wonderful works of God. God is looking for faith. God is looking for that pull of that touch of faith. I'm almost done. He's looking for that touch of faith. That woman with the issue of blood, 12 long years. This lets me know that we can go through, we can be out of faith for a long time. You know, we can be trying to deal with all of these stuff, these things in our own strength for a long time. But one day she heard about Jesus and she said, if I can just, just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And when she touched him, the Bible said, immediately that flow of blood dried up. God is looking for a faith touch from us. Are you hearing me? God is looking for a faith touch from us. It's all in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Thought about that Canaanite woman. Uh, she wanted her child to be healed. Jesus said, it's not right to give the children's bread to dogs. <laughs> but she wouldn't give up. She said, yes, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. She was tugging on his faith. She was tugging on him. She was touching him in faith. Hallelujah. And the Lord healed her child. That was a man whose son was dying, and he went to Jesus, and they, they, they sent his servants to Jesus, and they wanted Jesus to go to his house. But the man came and said, Master, I'm not worthy of you to come under my roof. He said, I understand authority. I'm a man of authority. I'm authority. I tell one to go, and he goes, and another coming. He comes. All you got to do is speak the word, and my child will be healed. And the Lord said, I've not found such faith in all of Israel. It's faith, saints. It's faith. It's virtue wrapped up in God that he wants to release to us. When we come into this faith rest and we begin to touch him in faith, hallelujah, there remains a rest for the people of God. Some of us have learned to enter that rest. Some of us are still learning. Don't beat yourself up if you hadn't gotten that. Just start getting that. Hear the word. Believe the word. 
Stand in faith. Because the work is done. God doesn't have to create peace for you. Peace is available. And you just got to grab it. You got to access it. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. Don't let the devil tell you about all the times that it didn't happen. You listen to the wrong spirit. It's faith. It's already done. God has finished his work. Now it's up to us. Have faith. Now faith. Oh, Jesus. Now faith. Now faith. Now stuff that's happening in your life. You might have issues you feel like you can't overcome. Faith. Now faith. He's saying, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. And when you look at your life, you may not see that kind of love. But by faith. By faith. You don't want to do the things you do. By faith, you'll overcome. You keep asking God, God, do this. God said, I've already done it. I provided the deliverance. All you got to do is walk in it. Faith. This is by faith. This life is by faith. This whole life. God has finished his work, and he's provided a rest for the people of God. What, do, what in your life, where in your life do you need to find this rest? It's by faith. Everything else might be going good. There might be one area that you need to let go of and step out in faith. So, Lord, I, I trust you. Lord, I obey you. I'm not looking for an excuse. I'm not looking for a way out. I just want to obey you. I want to live by faith. Walk in faith in this area as I do in other areas. By faith. By faith. It's by faith. We live by faith in the finished work of God. I'm going to heaven by faith. He's already provided the way. I don't worry about what comes after I close my eyes. Because I believe God. Now you might worry. But when I go to sleep, I'm going to sleep in peace. Because I believe God. God has finished the work. He's finished the work. That's why we should be able to rejoice when saints go to home to be with the Lord. I know, I know family members and people who are not strong in the Lord. It's, it's hurtful. But at some point in the midst of the tears... There has to be some rejoicing. There has to be some rejoicing. 
because that's what we live for. I, <laughs> that's what I live for. Y'all may not be living for that, but that's what I live for. When Jesus said, when I read what Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it weren't I saw, I would have told you I'd go to prepare. I wouldn't have told you I'd go to prepare a place for you. I took him at his word. I know heaven is waiting on me. And I'm waiting on heaven. I told my son one day, I said, I said, son, if the Lord calls me home, I know you're gonna cry, but I want you to cry too much now. I said, now you gotta go on and live. Because your tears ain't bringing me back. You can't get hooked up. You can't get caught up in me dying and going on to be with the Lord. I ain't coming back on this side. I mean, I believe, folk, when they say when people die, if they could come back, they won't come back. Yeah. Faith. God's finished work and faith. God has done the work. He finished it. There remains a rest of the people of God. Don't have an unbelieving heart where you don't enter that rest. Now think about the gamut of things. Yes, salvation, but there are a lot of saved people who are walking around worried about stuff. A lot of saved people who are walking around in carnality. A lot of saved people who believe Jesus died on the cross, but they don't believe him to be Lord of their lives. You're not responsible for how they live. You're responsible for you. Be in faith and stay in faith. Let's stand. Father, thank you for your word and the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word accomplishes in our lives. Now, Lord, there'll be any person in here today who is discouraged in any way, who is doubtful about anything. I pray that your word has reached them where they are and encourage them. And I pray that they will live by faith and receive as they enter this faith rest, receive the rest that you prepared for them. For that person that is not saved, that person that is not a believer and not given their lives to you, I pray that you will draw that one wherever they are. If they're watching us online, they're in the sanctuary. I pray you'll draw them now in Jesus' name. Amen. If there's anybody today who needs Christ to save you, Lord, I want to give you that opportunity to come now. If you're watching me online, we're going to pray for you in just a moment. Uh, we want you to enter this rest. This is where it starts. It starts with faith in Jesus and giving your life to Jesus. It doesn't start with church membership. It starts with salvation. You enter into this rest. This rest is waiting for you. It's waiting for you. It's prepared for you to enter into. You'll grow as you come into it. You'll grow more and more and more. But you got to start. You got to enter. You, know, you can't be on the sidelines. If there is anybody who's you've backslidden and you want to reconnect with the Lord today, I want you to give, we want to give you that opportunity right now. So if you're an unbeliever, you want to give your life to Jesus. Join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, 
I am a sinner. I can't save myself. My life is in turmoil. I've tried many things. I haven't found rest. I haven't found peace. Lord Jesus, I want to enter this rest that the preacher talked about today. Lord Jesus, I believe you. You gave your life on the cross for my sin so that I could be saved. And I can enter your rest. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. Forgive me and save me. I receive you today. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you for receiving me as your child. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.